already recording. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> what will I do without my notebook, Aaron? I mean, it's it's like trying guess, to do. It's just like, guess the facts, dude. No, it's like trying to do a podcast without Wikipedia. It's just not possible. I get it, but also like it is science fiction. True. So let's bring the, the fiction to it, you know. <laughs> All right, so you're. Uh, dear listener, just know that that I'm operating off memory. So, no, that's not totally true. Andy, go get your notebook. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I'll be right back. I want to start off by thanking Anne. Yeah, I want to thank Anne. That was like the kindest, most unexpected, generous thing. So, thank you so I much. I have no idea who Anne is. But yeah, she sent us twenty dollars. Yeah. Um. So I sent you ten dollars. Yeah. And it's uh, Anne is our first contributing. Now, I do want to say that the (laughs) that when we were doing the the Mando, uh, the Mando uh, season two, that we dropped your Venmo often. Mm hmm. Um, we did. So, so, and and then you know, at some point, that joke ran its its sort of natural course, <laughs> and, and now we want a resurgence. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So now I would just offer you should make sure to let everyone know your Venmo. Again. Yeah, my Venmo is at Aaron M Marsh. Anybody yep. who wants to contribute, Andy gets half. Yeah, unless you specify that you think Andy should get thirty percent, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> then and then Aaron gets seventy percent, and it all works out. Until uh, still give you half. No <laughs> until otherwise stated, it, our, our relationship is like a metalage, right? Where uh, we we split things equally, like pirates of the of uh, of your. Yeah, which I showed you the screenshot. I immediately already spent your money for you in the comment yeah. where I'm like, I'm gonna buy Andy a baby Yoda thing. Yeah, and exactly. Then I was like, <laughs> it's not your money to spend, douche. So Andy. Yeah. I must ask your notes. Yes. Is this the way? <laughs> this is Obi-Wan plots a mission, is what this is. <laughs> That's right, guys. Well, Directed come. by Deborah Chow. <laughs> is this the way? Obi-Wan Kenobi, part four is the name of the episode. Directed by Deborah Chow, as yes. Andy said. <laughs> Executive produced by Kathleen uh, Kennedy. Yes, and Ewan McGregor. And Ewan McGregor, he gets, he yeah. gets producer credits. He does. He does. There you go. I did see that and notice that. And I was like, I don't think an actor's done that before, but I also haven't looked for that before. I haven't either. And so I didn't I didn't want to say I didn't want to say anything because I know we'd get corrected. Um, but you know, when you are correcting us, make sure to rate, review, and uh recommend. Uh, oh yeah, five yeah. Five stars all Guys, the time. Inside any Venmo, <laughs> you can tell us any correction you want. Totally. As long as it's inside of Venmo. <laughs> Totally yeah, fine. if it's inside a rate review description of Venmo, I yeah. take all criticism with money. <laughs> totally fine, but yes, yeah. Part four. You know, we talk a lot. I've talked a lot about unsolicited advice. Yes, but <laughs> inside of Venmo, totally fine, right? Yeah, but uh, what what would that even be called? Like a sponsored advice? Yeah, sure. that would be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, the other thing too is is your suggestions about us becoming a uh, Top Gun podcast can also be included inside uh, Venmos too at Aaron M Marsh. Of course, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if you guys send us enough, you will see episode one of Talk to Me Goose. 
hosted by me and Andy. Oh man, that is such a great title. Uh, yeah, and I would also go ahead and I'll play the music for Top Gun in the background of the episodes, <laughs> all of the things. Every song on that soundtrack is a banger. Yeah. So there's so many good guitar riffs to choose from. Well, you know, for a moment here, I'm just thinking, isn't it just all Danger Zone all the time? Or there is more no. than one song. Oh, I guess the Berlin song, right? Well, you're also forgetting the Top Gun anthem, which is a totally oh. different song. It's incredible. Okay. So what we've established. Yeah, although- my breath away. So Aaron, Aaron is a soundtrack master. So sometimes people may not realize that that Aaron's musical ear is an important aspect of this. And that's why you did so well at Trivia Night before Star Wars Celebration. We didn't actually talk about that, but but yeah. So part four. Part four starts off in a back to tank. Yeah, As Star Wars TV shows do apparently. That seems to be a theme. Well, when, when we I have a back to tank, TV, what do we have? What have we learned from Book of Boba Fett? You're in a back to tank. What happens? That fluid makes you get flashbacks. Totally, one hundred percent. The place where Joe Rogan goes to remember <laughs> the past. But it's going back and forth. And at first, I didn't realize we we're going back and forth between Vader and Obi Wan. I was like, did Obi Wan lose his hand? And I didn't realize it. Like I couldn't quite figure it all out. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, we're going back and forth. And now yep. we're dealing with flashbacks. Yeah. And I do. I did like the the sort of combat medic uh, in and out of consciousness sort of cut to to as they're getting their landing in Jabin and they're rushing him to the tank. I did appreciate that. Uh, you know, we get this like back to tank sort of back and forth, um, you know, a little bit of the connection between the two. Um, yeah. A, also a little bit of a nod in maybe the direction of 11 in stranger things where like the longer obi-wan's in the tank the the more he sort of is exposed to uh anakin being able to like sense him uh, that was an interesting thing that they were playing around with yeah and as like aaron is you know like i'm eating my donut holes watching him like previously on you know like if we're gonna do flashbacks <laughs> we can say previously on every time and then we get a uh, obi-wan oh yeah I should mention that Darth Vader's back to mask is shaped yeah. a little like his mask. It is. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool, cool touch. Yeah, yeah it is a, a cool touch. touch. Yeah. I would have got sh- the harmonica mouth like uh like you McGregor, you know? Yeah, no, that would be little amazing. I like, in the back yeah. The I like the harmonica mouth. It is a different uh it is a different um uh, breather apparatus than what Luke has. Um, if you look like look between the two, they're they are slightly different. Which but is uh, fair because th- he needs the breather plate, so his breathing is just completely separate from ours. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that Anakin has, or the thing that Vader has, is a little bit like that weird mask that some athletes wear to try to like simulate elevation, uh, simulate elevation and breathing. And I, I know anyway, it's it's so it makes me wonder if that's the prop. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the, <laughs> one it of these things and, be, they, and yeah. they just like threw you know like a, a few different things onto it and they're like all right ship it <laughs> yeah take, like that's what... take this hayden <laughs> he's like oh cool where'd you get this and they're like from the raiders <laughs> exactly <laughs> they use it on the sidelines in between plays um but then obi-wan gets out and he's in like this jedi sanctuary and we get o'shea jackson do you recognize yeah, we Jackson immediately? I 
I did. I did recognize him immediately. But the the only reason I recognized him immediately is because there was a time when you Googled information about Obi-Wan Kenobi and it actually showed Ice Cube. And That's the problem funny. was the, the search engine was linking uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. to his dad. And and then that and they were making it look like and so I did recognize him immediately, but I've been waiting. I've been waiting for when he was going to show up. Um, and so anyway, so I was like, OK, cool. Finally, now he's you know. here. And he says General Kenobi right off the bat. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. You know, yeah. I- well, I thought it was, it was interesting, though, because his delivery of General Kenobi was both um, it was like uh like stubborn like a a bit of like um there's a bit of of stubborn um like weight to it where he's like i'm gonna call you you know like i know you as general kenobi and Mm -hmm. you're messing up my undercover (laughs) operation yeah bro get out of here yeah it definitely (laughs) was like hey like if your friend showed up to work but was being a like a weirdo at work and you had to kick him out to be like dude come on i work here you're gonna get me in trouble. You gotta, you gotta get out of here. They, they killed my wife. You know, like, <laughs> which I know that shouldn't be like the punchline for something so serious, but that's yeah. what O'Shea Jackson said. He was like, "Hey, no, they hunt Jedi's, and they hunted my wife, who's only force sensitive, not even yeah. a Jedi." Um, which we only know that because he said wife and Jedi's don't get married, so yes. he couldn't have his wife couldn't have gone through the Jedi Order. So if he had a wife that got killed for that. Clearly only force sensitive, but that's how serious they're taking this. Yep. Is that they're killing anyone force sensitive, no well, matter and, who and, their dad is. And the nod that I thought was interesting was, and they were collectively trying to hide it, right? So yes. that gives us a little bit of an idea of of Obi-Wan's disconnection from the force has actually been to his benefit for staying mm-hmm. off the radar uh, from the overall Inquisitor's efforts. Exactly. And it shows how deep these Inquisitors are going. Yep. You know, they're getting the B-sides, but they're also not getting the main players. It's weird. No. Um, and so now they're like, well, we got to rescue Leia, you know, like, and there's just like, yeah. they're like, yeah, we do all agree on this. We have to rescue Leia thing. So can we look at some holograms and figure this out? <laughs> of course, we got to have holograms. That's how all plans. So, you know, when I saw Obi-Wan plots a mission, I was like, I can't wait for the holograms. 100%. Well, <laughs> That's I mean, I love the Star Wars holograms better because in our own regular lives, holograms have gotten better than yeah. Star Wars holograms did. But they still honor with the way they looked in 1977. Yeah, I love the ray and tracer kind of look so yeah. much. It's the best. Absolutely. So they're like, all right, here's our 1977 hologram technology. Yep. This is how we break into the Fortress Inquisitor, which is on the planet uh, Nerve. Yeah, the moon Nur, which is right around the corner from Mustafar. It's a water moon. And uh, and then we get sort of a bit of the the notion here or the buildup of the fact that the Fortress Inquisit- uh, Inquisitorious is something that nobody's really been inside. And we get this sort of mythic uh, attitude towards it. Clearly, the stars are not watching the show, so they haven't been inside yet. But we, viewers of the show, have been inside. And we got a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm of sure a... the camera guys are like, oh, you know what? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> you just bring a press pass. There's this really long hallway that uh, the Inquisitors walk down. Yeah, their doors are shaped like the building. It's crazy in there. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> How do you know all of this? And uh, Obi Wan Kenobi drops his T47 knowledge. Yeah, he does. I saw some T47 speeders. 
in your leg. Yeah, oh, exactly. There you like, go. Ooh, that's some foreshadowing. It is some foreshadowing. And we do get, I think the, the notion there is, I think they sort of downplay the, the combat readiness of the T-47. I thought that was kind of interesting. 100% they did that, where they were just like, yes. oh yeah, no, those things aren't really made for that. And he goes, ah, you'd be surprised, you know, like yeah. in his own way, yeah, which so was it, cool. It is I cool. Liked it. And yeah, exactly. for those for those that don't know, the T forty seven speeder is the speeder that uh, that they used that were they outfitted for cold a little bit too late for Luke's benefit in Empire Strikes Back on Hoth, and those are the ones that had the tow cables and were able to take out the ATATs. At it, yeah, exactly. So. Which so I was like excited for that because I always like the old ships, always yeah. after the old ships and the old sound effects. That's what I go for, right? And then we cut to Leia in an interrogation scene. And I don't know if this is the first time she's been interrogated in her life, but it seems to be a thing that will happen to her a lot in her life. Yes. If if there was a bit of a segue fair uh, to her character in uh, A New Hope, uh, we get a little bit of a window into that. Like, you know, it's a little yeah, bit which of- she is very confident and calm yeah. in the interrogation process with Darth Vader in A New Hope. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if this is the 20th time she's dealing with it when we watch her in A New Hope. But this exactly. is definitely one of the early times. And she's just a child yep. being interrogated by an adult, but holding her own. And I appreciate the actors in this. I know as much as people like to yeah. bash on child actors in Star Wars, yeah, I'm guilty of it. She does a great job in this scene. Yeah, I thought that there was a really good give and take to uh, to the scene overall. And you can kind of see Riva trying to, you know, we don't know officially that Riva was the Padawan in part one that we saw during order 66, but let's be honest. Pretty we're, sure. We're foreshadowing that a ton, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. like, so if it turns out that it's not her, we were led completely down the path. to Totally, it. totally. And, and we're and be- being walked down that path. Totally. We are. And, uh, and we'll talk. Uh, there's actually a little bit of a detail we can tug on later in the in our discussion. But um, but yeah, so I, I really liked the fact that we're seeing a little more depth to the Riva character in playing to I've been in your position. I've been in this situation. You don't know, you know, when they get the chance to leave you behind, they're going to leave you behind. I don't think she says exactly that, but that's what she's angling yeah. towards. She's like, you don't uh, think there's an order 67 around the corner? Yeah, and I went I, through order 66. I did and, like that she changed her tone. Like the that Obi-Wan's proven himself a bit to her because yeah. we get when when you know Flea and his merry marauders of nihilists uh abduct her on Dayu. Uh she's talking about her dad being a senator and he's gonna bring an army. And now she's like, he's gonna come for me. So I thought yeah. that was an interesting a bit of vote of confidence, a subtle vote of confidence from Leia. Yeah, well, he's dead, is what she's been told. And she still doesn't believe it. And you do see kind of in her face where she's like almost like using the force to like scan to be like, yeah. is his presence still around? Yeah. You know, like, which is super cool. You're like, oh, look, we get to see a little force sensitivity in this girl. And she thought to put that in her acting, or maybe she was coached into that. Either way. Yeah. Either way, good. I like it. Either way, it's, it made the final cut. And that's what we talk about. All totally. right. And the Reva mentions that she's looking for the Jedi paths. And they mentioned uh, the planet Balnub is where they found another one. Yeah. Balnub, there's a transmission from Balnub. Um, that's a, a for folks that have watched the animated Clone Wars, that was in uh, season four. And so, you know, we, so that there's that, that I think is just a, you know, a call out to, to get. Andy wouldn't have said season four if he didn't have his notes. 
Yep, totally. I would not if I did not have my notebook. I wouldn't have been able to say season mm. four, episode six. Boom. <laughs> uh, nerd numbers. Nerds. And then she has a piece of the Jedi Order or the piece of the wall from the path with the Jedi Order logo on it. Yeah. I thought that was kind of crude yeah. that they just like bust that out, right? Like I was looking I'm at the- surprised with how yeah, how crude it was because like we do know that she has like a lightsaber. She could have just and made it all smooth. Exactly. Okay. So so and this is this is this is what the show has done to me. Uh I when I start looking at certain uh, when I look at props now, I'm like, I'm like, okay, why was that not cut out? Yeah, with her lights. What? With yeah, her it lightsaber. looked like she asked a gutter punk for a piece of the wall, and he just punched the piece that she wanted till it came out. It looks like some. It looks like a piece of like uh of the the Berlin Wall that you bought off eBay or something, right? Like somebody like chiseled out, and you know, and it was just rough cut. And I yeah. was I I was bummed there wasn't like burned edges. Yeah, she's like, here's my broken piece of skateboard. Yeah. That's my exactly. evidence. And you're like, well, somebody stomped I on guess. my skateboard and broke it. Here it is. But in the previous episode, she did notice that logo and touch it on the wall. Totally. And have a moment with it before she crudely cut it out with a pocket knife, apparently. <laughs> but or she, she brought asked in- some, <laughs> some bucket head to do it, uh, you know, like the delegation. Uh, and now they've got it. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which you think they would have gotten the names, you know, like that's a whole list of people you should hunt. Totally. Schindler's list of Jedi's. Maybe maybe she dudleyed somebody through that board. uh, (laughs) And and, and that's why it's. Yeah, she touched the wall and she opened up the door to Dudleyville. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, at that point, we get now Obi-Wan is swimming. He's going to enter the fortress from underneath in a waterway. He's using a mouthpiece, which I was immediately like, Phantom Menace. Yep. Phantom Menace. Yep. Gungan, I, Gungan Village, Phantom Menace, that rebreather. I was, immediately was like, oh, wow, this is like a really cool little nod to that. I'm like, I'm like oh, oh, yeah, the, for sure. The prequel fan service is they're doing good. I would just like on the on the prequel There's fan no service. Way you're going to do this show with Ewan McGregor and yeah. Anakin and not give the prequels all their well, due. I I'll, I think there is a way they could do the show, but I'm glad they're not. Yeah, no, I'm happy that they're giving the prequels a place to be in today's yeah. Star Wars. And that's part of how they do it is they have the rebreather. He comes up. He's got Tala. She's well, like, um, she's a spy. She yeah. went in in the Imperial officer uniform. Yeah. And she immediately kind of picks a fight with one of them. Not like a total fight, but definitely like I'll talk to your superior like definitely yeah. like raises a bar so that guy can have to like huff off so she can just sneak in. Yeah. And which was a I cool thought, way for her to sneak in. I thought it was a cool thing to for her to be able to do. I didn't realize that she was as active as an officer. I thought, you know, like, you know, Obi-Wan asks, you know, isn't your cover burned? And and I was sort of thinking like, you know, like one the latency in the data networks in uh in the empire or in, they're just the wi-fi whole... is terrible on there yeah she's taking advantage because total... and they were like oh yeah this officer was last seen with obi-wan kenobi so they're like we're looking for obi-wan kenobi he was with some i don't know yeah but she was on that transporter and however she was able to sneak her way onto that transporter to be left alone with stormtroopers to kill them she has still has that 
Well, she's got a code cylinder. We, you know, we talked a bit about yeah, the code exactly. cylinder. Like, you know, it wasn't until the Mandalorian that we actually saw the code cylinders sort of be, you know, elevated from prop to actual practical thing that we need to be able to use. And we find out, you know, she's a class C officer. Um, I do think, uh, I think it was Ryan Airy that pointed out that the fear in the empire is like one of the Achilles heels that gets a lot of rebellion uh, yeah, soldiers he had a couple passed. Good theories this week. Yeah, which we're not covering other people's theories. But he had totally, a good theories. Totally, and- but I just liked the fact that she's able to use that as a way to get into. Oh yeah, no, uh, the location. Cool. And then once she get breaks through a little bit, she has her communicator, like the ones they have in A New Hope, for C three yep. three uh, with the C three PO and Han Solo. We're communicating for the detention, with the detention block scenes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now we got Obi Wan Kenobi, and we have. Tala in there with the, their old school communicators. I love old props. So I'm just like, yes, this is prop heaven. We got a fan of Menace prop and the new Hope prop. Yeah, boom. Back to back. Well, this the sh- is crazy. The shot, the the table level shot too, you know, it's, it's shot very, very similar. Not exact, you know, it's not frame per frame, but very similar. I really liked that. It was a, a very obvious call. Um, and I, I loved that. Oh, yeah, they definitely wanted us to notice. Um, there was no way they didn't want us to. And then now we go back to Reva, still interrogating Leia. She's trying to use the force to get into her head, but she can't because Leia's too strong. She's too yeah. force sensitive. I mean, she's got Vader's DNA in her. So so there's no yeah. way to break in, which is part of how she's able to be such a great teenage senator later. I think so. You're like, oh, there's no way. That's totally part of it. You know, she's too smart, cunning, and the force isn't a thing that's going to be used against her. Crazy. Right. Well, and we're so that's how she's able to be a kid and hold on and hang in there with somebody like an inquisitor. Yeah. Well, in the 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 beauty here being that <clears throat> sorry. The beauty here being that she's able to, to she's able to hide her true feelings while mm-hmm. not tipping off the exactly. Force, yeah, force which makes her so good in interrogation is like yeah. She gets to go through all of those things and play out all the different cards without showing anyone any of her cards. Because we get a little bit of this in in um, in the interactions between Ray and Kylo Ren and in, in the Force Awakens, right? But but, but there's Kylo, no way that Ray is as Force sensitive as Leia. To- totally Leia's not. Definitely got more power. Well, well, I mean, in this situation, the but the point though being that Kylo knows that Ray's Force sensitive and That's he's true. still having sort of trouble. Where Leia's got a, a level of stealth to the situation. I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of an interesting aspect. Yeah, totally. And then she starts to play with her Lola robot. Yeah. She's like, oh, I had a little robot, you know, like, <laughs> um, well, that, you know, she's like trying to connect with her on those things. Yeah. And that comes into play later. I won't spoil it for you, but I'll let you know you should have already watched the episode if you're listening this far totally. into this thing. Yeah. If you're going but, uh, shot for shot, I worry about you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I guess I'll spoil that anyways. This is where she would do her uh, her little trickery implant, yeah. maybe a tracking device, maybe later. Yeah, I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe maybe that's discovered later. But the banana in the tailpipe or a tracking device, mm-hmm. either one. Yeah, maybe she just changed the batteries on Lola. We don't know yet. But by the way, yeah. also Lola showed up in the beginning, where it says Star yeah. Wars and they cut through all the faces. Yep. Lola was in that, that little because, pre that little pre roll. Yeah, I noticed that because they didn't have a mouse droid in this episode, and yeah, I was like, I, "No mouse droid." Yeah, Who's like, what's in up this? with yeah? What's up with that, right? Yeah, exactly. You're gonna take that away from me, and then I was like, <laughs> "That means there's no mouse droids in this whole episode." Like, what's the deal with that? 
what's the deal with no asteroids? <laughs> now we cut to Obi-Wan and he's running away from a scanner droid. Yeah, a seeker droid. Sorry. A seeker droid. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. And um same sound and- effects as a probe droids. I love that. Exactly. I was like, so the only difference I can tell between a probe droid and the seeker droid is one's for inside, one's for outside. Probably. Um, I mean, the, I think the size um, is one aspect. And then the, mm-hmm. the probe droids, I think, are more durable. Um, and so I think they're meant to be, you know, on their own a bit more. Yeah. So now this is where my appreciation for the series starts, really. OK, so episode three is where my appreciation for an episode starts. OK, episode Perfect. four is where I'm really trying to appreciate the series in this point. Because now we have Obi-Wan trying to stealth his way through this using old Obi-Wan tricks from the older movies to do this. We're watching young him do the same tricks I watched old him already do. So the stormtroopers go in the hallway because they're like, oh, something's going on. And they can't figure it out. And then he, with the force, makes them, I don't know if he makes them hear a noise or drop something in a hallway around him that makes a noise. Yeah, I think he makes, I think he makes something in the hallway, uh, in, in the hallway away from them. You know, whatever that, it is, it's so the same as what it was in a new home. Totally. I'm not sure what it is, but they hear a noise in another hallway. They're like, oh, we better go investigate this. And they run away so you can just sneak through like Scooby Doo style through the hallway. But uh, I was yeah. like, that's where I was like, yes, please, more of this, more of the old Obi Wan stuff in young Obi Wan. That's what I want. Um, and so we get that. We're now back to an interrogation again. Uh, now she's in the interrogation chamber. She's going to be tortured, yeah. and the interrogation chamber appeared in a video game. Yeah, it did. It did it in Fallen Order, and so we, this is this is where we're going to mention because, uh, well, and of course, if you want to include this criticism, you can always do that in a Venmo to Aaron at, uh, at Aaron M. Marsh. But the entry that Obi Wan makes into the exhaust port and such um, is. Uh, similar a lot of the things that we experience in the fortress inquisitorius are in the fallen order the jedi fallen order game you and i both haven't played that game uh so you know we're not going to identify it as much takes place in that building because no no totally 100 and there's there are a lot of things that there are a lot of parallels between what we're seeing in part four and what are in the video game. And so I think it's, it's, they it's definitely interesting. Took the designs of that video game and made it the sets for this yeah. episode because yeah. they're referencing the same building and they're like, well, we've already well, designed the building. Now we're just bringing it to life. Not only that, like he's coming in, he's his mode of getting in is like the same thing. Identical. Uh, yeah. The difference is that Tala has to disable secure systems in order for Obi-Wan to get past it where Cal Kestis in the video game doesn't have to. And so there's like kind of a learning between the Cal Kestis, which was like five, uh, which would be like five BB or, or at least five years before. I forget if it's BBY. That's funny. Yeah. So someone else broke through in the same way. They're like, we better just build. Something. Yeah. So, so again, you know, like they're like, oh, we should probably shore this up. Right. Like, you know, we shouldn't put the critical vulnerability in the uh, exhaust port, um, you know, st- stuff like that, you know, but, yeah. Uh, well, but yeah. and then we see which they have, something called a purge trooper in the video yeah. game yep. that now makes an appearance in the live action. Yeah. And they look like death. Uh, they look like death troopers, but there are, you might, if you don't see them close, you might think mm-hmm. it's a death trooper, like the death troopers that we see in, uh, in rebels and in rogue one, but they're definitely different um, For sure. troopers. And we also now have probably the most famous line in the, the series so far, we get to Obi-Wan who's like, uh Oh, 
You know, like I just made a realization. This place isn't a fortress. It's a tomb. Yes. Yes. And, and that and this was, is where I was like, this is where I need interesting. Andy. Yes. So this is why people are listening to the episode, Andy. So super, super interesting. Um, so the the so we get, you know, like we get uh the to me, there's there's a couple important things that happen in here because there's a lot of people speculating about who who the Jedi who yeah, there are well, Jedi. Mention for those that are haven't seen the episode, which is zero of you, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but is let's that, set the scene a bit. He more, says I that, guess. and then they show that there's like Jedi that are like stuck in amber, almost. It yeah, they're seem, like it seems encased. too hard to be liquid. Yep, but they're definitely they're encased in yeah. full. It's not pieces of Jedi; it's whole no. Jedi's. It's they're sort I'm of like, who's this goat man Jedi? Yes, well, this the goat Jedi is. I'm looking terri- sense, but when okay. I watched it at first, I was like, Goat Man, the Jedi. Yeah, go man the Jedi. So this is one of the most endearing. Uh, um, Tara Sanube uh, is the the character. Um, if you <laughs> if you haven't watched Clone Wars, um, one of the more endearing sort of characters. I think you personally would absolutely love him in that he plays. From what I've just been looking up since I watched the episode. I yeah. watched it at three in the morning, and I've been watching Tara Sanube stuff for like. Okay, so yeah, so he plays he plays into this sort of of um, 80s hapless old man type character. He's a bit like um, Pops in The Secret Life of Pets, uh, Dana Carvey's character, where he's just kind of like, oh, let's go over here and whatever. You know, he's got kind of this old man thing. He 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 delivers lines like that my dad did, which is he falls asleep in the library and and uh, Ahsoka's like, hey, you just fell asleep. Like, wake up. We have to like go, you know, figure this out. And he's like, oh, I'm, I wasn't sleeping. I was just resting my eyes. Yeah, exactly. But, it's like Drunken Master, except more like Goofy Old Man Master. To- totally. And it's one of those uh, tortoise, you know, tortoise in the hair kind of a thing um, in the the, the episode that um, that I think he features most prominently is him paired with uh, Ahsoka, uh, with Ahsoka. Ahsoka has lost her lightsaber and and uh, she's sent to pair up with him to, to find her lightsaber. So, so yeah, so it was a bummer, uh, a big bummer for, for folks. So were you to, sad or were you excited? Because you're like, you're seeing somebody you haven't seen in live action, but also I was, they're not in the best position. Yeah, I was sad because I was like, it's one of those things where when you, when you think of, when you think of the Jedi characters that you you're kind of hoping they they leave out there in the open, like mm-hmm. it's kind of a bit like Yaddle, right? Like you want Yaddle to be alive mainly just because she's another one of Yoda's species. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the fact that you, you don't know if she died or not, you know, Tara mm-hmm. Sunube, pretty much the same kind of thing. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, Obi-Wan pauses. Um, but I do think that the key for us here is that we see the, the Amber or, uh, so some people had com- uh, compared the amber to um, to being in carbonite, and I think the big difference is what we know about carbonite is it puts you in like this hibernation, but you're sort of disconnected or you're sort of out of the light, the flow of the life force. And uh, there's a there's an, a Clone Wars animated series where Anakin takes a, a strike force and they all put themselves in carbonite. And then R2 flies them in through this uh, droid fortress and they get through because no one can, no one can detect that they're alive. Yeah. Um, so, so like people are comparing. Which doesn't the, really open them for experiments. Doesn't open them for experiments uh, or dark magic and cloning. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also, the, the other thing is that by them being in Amber, there's some thought that they're still connected to the living force. And in season one of Rebels, they used a similar, uh, similar encased 
version of um, Luminara, Master Luminara Unduli to, to draw in characters um, at another, another installation uh, where, that the Inquisitors were active in. And they were using that because uh, the Jedis that were still out there, kind of like the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitors thing, that the, the itch, um, you know, that they can't scratch. So if they know, if they think that the, they, someone they could help is stuck in a fortress, very, very low down, that's very, very hard to get in, they, they can use that connection in the living forest to draw a Jedi in. So there's a, oh. that's the, a bit of the darker part is that these are like, they're holding on to on one level, they could be experiments. So it could be what is leading to the cloning that we see in the Mandalorian series, the cloning that we see in rise of Skywalker. Um, and it could be the way that they pick off the scraps. Um, oh, you know, is it the way? Well, it could be, <laughs> uh, Reva <laughs> and grand inquisitor are making the, you know, the kind of comment about all they're dealing with right now are the scraps. And, yeah. and so, you know, this could be part of, of how they do that. Interestingly enough, though, you know, uh, they were not around for Nari's death uh, in, in part two. And so Nari, you know, doesn't get sort of taken back to Fortress Inquisitorius. But, you know, like, so who's in those it's chambers? Good, I don't know. We don't know how long it takes to end up there. Totally. You know, we don't. We don't. Many reasons. We don't see him. Um, in fact, I was looking around and there's no, like, really very, very famous Jedi. No, there's not. There's a lot of speculation. No and blue I, check marks is what I would say. You know, yes, like, no blue check marks. I, be, I think the big thing is that he doesn't stop. If they were anyone notable to him, he would stop. Um, yeah. I think the one interesting thing is there are like force sensitive individuals who seem to be from sort of like the like traditions or tribes that we don't know of. There is one. Um, I don't know what the n- name of them are, but there the is ladies. Um, the, well, no, the Night Sisters. There's somebody who looks like they might be the there were, there was a cadre of creepy old people that hung around Palpatine in uh in Return of the Jedi. And it's like sort of his inner circle. And I just remember them being creepy old people, and I don't remember what their um what their actual designation was. And they weren't necessarily Night Sisters, um, because by that hmm. time the Night Sisters had been had most of the Night Sisters, I think, had been killed in, in the timeline. Um, but there is and a character. Amber. Yeah. Well, maybe they are, but um, but the, there is a character that seems to be like one of those um, from Palpatine's inner circle. The key, the one really, really interesting thing here, and, and Eric Voss found this uh, from New Rockstars, is the Padawan in his bike helmet. It's mm-hmm. the same actor from the scene for um, Order 66 at the beginning in part one. So it's credited. I was curious because I yeah. was like, that's a very specific kid. There's yeah. no reason, even like just as a production, it's yeah. cheaper to just use the same kid. Like, hey, you, we'll give you an extra 200 bucks. Come over here. Yeah. We're going to put you in amber. You know, I, we don't know how long you're going to be there. We might experiment yep. on you. We might clone you. Who knows? But here's 200 bucks, kid. You know, yeah. like, hey, welcome dark to magic. Here's, here's yeah, what exactly. you do. <laughs> a couple more like, of these. You might get a sad card. On this other episode, you're like, no, nope, <laughs> no, nope, we only took 200. Sign right here, please. But yeah, so I think that that little that part there that I mean that that's at least a connection to the Padawans that were with Riva at the very very beginning. So you know, like to a certain extent, if they do redirect us and they've just been teasing us with Riva with Riva being part of that um, Padawan group, at least we have a connection here of like, yeah. okay, that kid ended up here. Yeah, for sure, and that's still like that's still heavy significance yeah. into the storyline of this series. So but there's point, the speculation though, like it'll be interesting to see speculation. Like I, I don't, I don't buy 
a lot of the theories around it. So Star Wars is really famous for leading yep. us down one path to take us down to another. And that's do why th- we don't cover speculation on this episode. Totally. I do think that the people they showed us are important, um, yes. but we don't know I do why. I think we'll get more on those people later. Yep. I do. Too. I do too. Is that a name of a droid? <laughs> I do too. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Obi-Wan then gets on his computer and is like, Itala, I need a distraction. She's like, I gotcha. You know, we hear the alarms. And yeah. now all of a sudden the torturing has to stop yep. uh, for Princess Leia, which she gets herself in a lot of torture scenarios. And so Reva leaves and like Tala's like, oh yeah, I happen to know some of these Jedi pathways you're looking for. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh, you either are a spy then or a liar. You yeah. know, like it's not good for you to know these things and not tell us till right now when I'm in the <laughs> middle of something. And so they go through their little argument cut back to the scene where Leia is in the torture device. The room's dark with two stormtroopers on either side and we get yeah. Obi-Wan just using his lightsaber willy-nilly. Not a big deal no more. I just no. need to bat around these stormtroopers. Oh man. I loved it. Loved it. I mean, there's one nerd complaint okay. that I can't not say. All right. Let's and hear. that's if you have the lightsaber and you swing it at a stormtrooper, why you get multiple hits? You just cutting them in half. So that's my one complaint. This is like, okay. oh man, this is like having a, like one of those kendo sticks instead of having a lightsaber. A lightsaber, you're just cutting these people into pieces like a Ginsu on an '80s commercial. <laughs> you know, like these. I wouldn't think that I'm just bouncing it off their armor. These armors famously any damage is <laughs> fatal damage on these armor, you know, like so <laughs> but either way, cool scene and then it was great to watch the one guy die and the other guy being like, alright, all right, this, this, stay where you are, you know, like <laughs> all scared. Yeah. and then he gets banned around child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of those kids in the Order of the 66 just, <laughs> just no chance, no chance but it was really fun and then he was able to flare his lightsaber in that classic Obi-Wan way that we got to see in the original movie, in the yeah. original prequels. And now we get to see it now. And you're like, ooh, more Obi-Wan references. Love it. That's what yeah. I'm here for. I did really like the way that we went from, you know, starting the episode, he's like messing around on the transport, trying to move, you know, small things and not really able to mm-hmm. do it. And then we get this notion of like when it's, when he's oh, yeah, called he to action we're watching him fall right back into touch yeah i love that twirl and we get you you know clearly well, yeah. he's got his swagger back i mean he's using the force to make the noises so he's doing his jedi tricks and now he's doing all the stuff i'm enjoying it i'm like good here we go full service much like people complain that boba fett wasn't full service boba fett until yeah. the very end we're getting the same treatment of kenobi but i enjoy watching that totally and then they go back to Tala talking to Reva about what she knows about these pathways. And she's like, oh, yeah, there's one on Florin, which is the home to Honda Anaka. And the yeah. reason I mentioned Honda Anaka is because he's in Disneyland. He, he is. is. He is. And friend of the show, Danny, does an amazing Honda impression. Uh, so <laughs> oh, I have to ask him to do that. <laughs> You're going to ask him to do that. But yeah. <laughs> But and, and not only that, Florum uh, Florum is is the home planet. Um, but it is kind of like it is a planet that is <laughs> that is like most easily at the planet level. Uh, all pirates. Um, I think Reginald oh, Bark yeah, Reginald Barkbone. All, 
uh, hails from the there. Ride, is that yeah. like they're just all pirating during the ride? They're like, okay, <laughs> we got a pirate mission. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah. So Florum and and then there are um, I believe at Florum, least just throwing this out there as a comic sounds like it was named by Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah uh it does it does uh but obi-wan has connection to florum uh you know he's not in this in 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 this piece but obi-wan and anakin actually um have had run-ins with hondo on florum so in in clone wars sort of era so yeah i i was um i perked up when uh there was mention of florum yeah, and I was like, always love a good way to throw in Disneyland into a podcast. Yeah. Always. And now we have the Imperial alarm sounding because now we got a Jedi who's just known to be in there. Yeah. They scanned them. They got him. And all Star Wars pandemonium's going loose. Yeah. Bless you. Bless you. That's my alarm. <laughs> and of course, my favorite part about when the alarms happen is all the officers are running and then we have yeah. some droids running as well for no reason there's no reason the <laughs> droids need to have program panic no they don't but, but a mouse droid having it. panic is just the funniest thing to me because <laughs> it's like that's all it's programmed to do is be like oh no the alarm oh guys oh no what are Run we doing away. it's not even like <laughs> taking you down the way like where it should if you had a panic droid that would show you the fire exit route that would make sense but this just runs back and forth in the hallway hectically to create more <laughs> panic love it <laughs> the, the droids only programmed the pan. <laughs> I did. And, I did like the. Uh, I did like the matte black. Uh, the matte black astromech droid that's in. I think that appears in that sequence too. So, yeah, that was cool looking. It looked like one of the ones that you'd see at Disneyland that you can make. Yeah, totally. Because you're like, oh, that doesn't have a signifier of any kind. No, I know. It's, uh, the public product, domain product uh, placement. Droid. Yeah. <laughs> Going through his goth face. <laughs> the matte black goth face and so now they go outside they all get outside but i do like the good old three stooges trick of like hey we all better dress up like imperial officers yeah. oh but there's not a child one. Oh, well then you better just stand right next to my leg and i'll just try to walk like i'm fat. yeah isn't that yeah like you know i'm just this i'm just a, <laughs> i'm just a four-legged uh member of the imperial uh <laughs> imperial officer officer yeah, you know i have ranks. two shoes size 11 men and the other two <laughs> shoes, size six youth, you know? <laughs> yeah. And no, they go outside, and <laughs> that's when they kind of get discovered a little bit. They got a little bit of a shootout, but it's way too many stormtroopers. The stormtroopers yeah. surround them. And then we get bump of a bump, T 47s. I thought they weren't yeah. ready for battle. Yeah. No, they are. They're 100% and ready for I battle. I saw them. I was like, these are the ones from Empire. And then the doors open up like a Tesla yeah. instead of. Yeah, like, like an F sixteen. The ones in Empire would open up like a jet from Top yep. Gun. And they and they actually, Talking I think yours. I think there is a canopy. I think the canopy that opens for the pilot still opens that way, but uh-huh. the everything from the back part is different. And so clearly they modify the ships to yeah. at least so because when you're when they when well, they they're drop, not modified yet the way they're gonna be in the future for this. totally one hundred percent. But when they came down, I I had that moment, and this is like. You know, like they're like, why? You know, somebody asked me, like, why do you nerd out about this? And I'm like, because uh, it makes me think about what's going to happen. And I was like, oh, so they're going to have to make a decision about who goes into that T-47. And then I'm like, and now there are three people and maybe Obi-Wan's going to end up stuck in Fortress Inquisitorius yeah. because there's only room enough for two people. And then turns out, hey, uh, the staff so at Lucasfilm fixed this problem. 
and <laughs> you know we, we don't have to worry about this no riding uh no like riding on anyone's lap uh you know plenty of room the minivan version of the t47 is available it is available and they did use two of them in this attack yeah started shooting down the stormtroopers we get a shot of the asteroid on fire i'm sad yeah you know was, he's like oh no it's my last moment to panic you know yeah. he's panicking on fire i like it <laughs> yeah first he gets removed from the the pre-reel and now caught on fire horrible day for the asteroid. part yeah, four exactly. horrible <laughs> he's like wait i'm not in the thing and i die in this episode <laughs> what That's is this good. yeah so they have to make their escape and uh and then I like that they give this guy a name just to kill him off immediately. They're yeah. Like, All right. Rest go in Wade. peace, Wade. Oh no, Wade, go. <laughs> now, I would like to point out that Talk to me, Wade, and then they play the sad Top Gun music when he hits the water because he does hit the water. <laughs> that now, Riva did not just throw a rectangle at him, and then that is what, <laughs> and that is what uh, knocked him out. That was actually like a charge, a battery charge that would. Explode. I noticed that it was a battery and I was yeah. wondering and I yes. haven't been able to find the answer. Is yeah. that the battery that are in the gonk droids? Because they are just giant Ooh. generators. Yeah, I don't know that and it is about the same size as a gonk droid. All you would similar. need is the casing and the feet. And so I was like, oh, is this the interns of a gonk? It might be um, very, very possibly. We know Star Wars universe loves standardization. Uh, so that could be possible, but yeah, I mean, I just had some, I just saw someone make some mention of like, oh, so now, uh, so now rectangles are dangerous. Um, and I was like, that's not what I got from anyone who played Lego Star Wars knows if it's got lights on it and it's rectangular, yes. hit it a whole bunch of times and get your totally. Lego points. Yeah, clearly these people yeah. haven't played this video games. This is something that you Star hit Wars. and it explodes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which also, if you had the Reva action figure and now it comes with the rectangle, you just throw it at the other action figures. Perfect. I love it. I really hope that people cosplay Wade, by the way. Like I was I, <laughs> just the, you know, like I hope there's I hope there's somebody that's like, wow, I look an awful lot like Wade. I'm going to I'm going to cosplay Wade at my next comic, uh, my next comic con. There will be. And his name was actually legally Wade. And so he's like, it's perfect. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> This is definitely the coolest Wade costume I've ever had. <laughs> now, we are being a little bit mean. I did think it was touching that we got this. We aren't soldiers and you're going to be treated like soldiers uh, kind of. Yeah, motif. there is some human thing to it because they do come back. And they're like, yeah. Where's Wade? yeah. And then the sad Top Gun music plays that it, yeah. the NFL team plays on piano. You know, yes. like, they yeah, just got yeah. hurt. And, and they're like, wait, Wade didn't make it. Yeah, we did make it. Yeah, no. And so anyway, I uh, I did appreciate that one that they named a character just so that they could kill him. Yeah, uh, and just to put emotional weight on his death because they yeah, wanted, and his, wanted to make sure to do that. And his name wasn't ends up in water, um, you know, like because they did create I mean, a, they did create a Jedi named I'm going to die waiting in water, but his body yeah. was. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. There we go. There oh, we wow. go. It was foreshadowing next, that he was going to get wet. I know. Next level. All right. I'm even. I I'm even more impressed. Bob and just be bobbing in there. Because <laughs> at first I was like, "That's a little too human of a name. That's not Star Wars enough." I know a Wade. Yeah. You know, like I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Don't we? Don't we all know a Wade? <laughs> yeah, I think we all do, but we don't all know a Chewbacca. 
No, or you a know, Roken. We didn't all know an R2-D2. <laughs> like, these are new names for us. Although Luke is a regular human name, so that only goes yeah. so far. All right. And so now, now that we have the death of Wade, we yes. cut back to the one shot of this episode with Darth Vader. Yeah. I just wait for Darth Vader in every episode. Yes. I mean, we kind of got him in the back sink on the early part, but now we have him force choking Reva. She's on the, in the sky. He's just choking her like, you yeah. disappointed me. And when he told her that if she disappointed, it's the end of her. So I was like, yeah. oh, she's going to die right now. This oh, is the best. I know. And I actually, I thought for sure she was done for. I done, for. done for. That's what happened. They just kill yeah. people. In the, in these things. Yeah. And so. That's how Admiral Piet, Piet got to be Admiral Piet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, if, if he would have called her third Wade sister, it would have been <laughs> over. <laughs> And so then she says, Oh, I put a tracking device on their ship. And he was like, Oh, I never messed you. You know, and put her down and it's like, yeah, here yeah. we go. You lived another day. You will it's- see part five in your paycheck. And like a and like a a, a Sith manager, uh, he steals that exact trick and, and does it a new hope. <laughs> in I a love new hope. that. I love that. But they're just like, <laughs> this is where he learned how to do the trick. And he just takes it as his own now. Yeah, so he's like, guess what? I'm gonna take that and yeah, like uh, every and I, good magician, you see a trick, yeah. it's your trick. Totally. Ooh, I like that. That's what I do. Yeah, now. and so, you know, yeah, you didn't you didn't see Vader, me. you didn't see Vader lean over to Grand Moff Tarkin and go, by the way, uh, I took that from uh the fourth remember sister. Third sister? Remember her? <laughs> her, her? Yeah, third yeah. Hey, third sister, yeah, yeah, that's from her. Cite <laughs> your sources. <laughs> she she yeah, she she taught me that if you want to give her a raise or something, like no, 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 no. Yeah, he does the, that exact trick in uh, New Hope when they send C-3PO and R2. Yeah. They go out of the ship. Well, no, They're like, there's no life force. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. This is the when the Millennium Falcon, he puts a tracking device on the Millennium Falcon. And, That's right. That's, yeah, and, yeah. Leia's like, and this whole go this easy? Exactly. She was also on this ship now being like, well, that was easy. And she's yeah. learning because in 10 years, she's going to have the same thing and be like, ah. The same guy did the same thing to me back then. Exactly. Yeah. So, which, by the way, tracking device in Lola. Yes, in Lola. So now, if you From buy the earlier interrogation scene, if you buy a Lola at the store, you got to make sure that it does not have a red eye, because if it has a red eye, then it's going to be listening to you mm-hmm. and making orders from uh, Amazon <laughs> without your approval. Um, and so that <laughs> that's when you know you're in trouble if it has the red eye. So if you but buy also, a Lola, if you buy a Lola and it doesn't have a tracking device, it's ooh, not authentic. Totally. Yeah, it's got to have not a canon. tracking device. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's tough. You're like, I don't want the tracking device, but I also want it to be like the one in the movie. Totally. What do you do? Yeah. So what do you rate this episode as, Andy? I thought this was. What do you not- rate, review, and subscribe this episode? <laughs> I uh, click. I, I smash the subscribe button. Uh, I mark uh, five stars for us, and I give it a nine. I really enjoyed this. Whoa! Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, you know, uh, there are some things in there where you're like, clearly, the Empire has has built structures without OSHA approval. Um, you know, like this whole notion that you know we keep putting Do you glass. Think the Empire on- would let OSHA get, tell them anything? OSHA would well, show up and they would be murdered. I'm just saying that we keep putting structures underwater that can't handle normal things that are likely to be happening. Like oh, yeah, blast, we did not blaster cover the fire. And yeah, we didn't cover the hallway, but that's okay. 
Um, everybody saw it. You watched the episode. You know what happens. But um, but yeah, so like, you know, I can't give it a 10 out of 10. But again, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I do think that this notion of the Fortress Inquisitorius being a tomb is like big deal. And, yeah. you know, I don't know that we've had any real hints on that. And at least what, you know, what I can tell from people reacting who know more about the canon uh, as far as books and comics, um, you know, people aren't really talking about that. So I do feel like this is a big reveal in sort of how Jedi hunting has been done. That might be the big thing that carries on past this series. Yeah. Because as much as we're having fun with these main characters, they're not going to jump too much deeper into Kenobi or Darth Vader, I don't think. But they will definitely dive deeper into this tomb. Yeah. And then, so I think it's a Goatman Jedi series. <laughs> this just in Tara Sanube is going to be featured in Tales of the Jedi. I do mm-hmm. think there is a possibility that uh, that Sanube, Master Sanube, will be in Tales of the Jedi. So, Tales of the Jedi, I think it, there's a possibility it'll, it'll come out is, in December. If he is, why wouldn't they cheat that now? Yeah, no, no. I mean, the po- total possibilities, right? Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, I thought it was a nine. Again, like, you know, great inflation. Clearly, I'm ranking. I have uh, an unnatural attachment to uh, the Obi-Wan character overall and an unnatural attachment to Ewan playing the Obi-Wan character. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I, I'm inflating, but I really, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, I know that, like, we were talking, we were joking about it being more action um, and, you know, like, to a certain extent, do feel like it did move us forward in some way um and i do feel like we got character development out of it like we see a we see an obi-wan i think we did i think we got a lot of character development out of leia and uh obi-wan yeah and i do think that we get a little bit of foreshadowing that tala and roken have some connection to um have some connection to what's going on like so roken leads with that but i think that tala like they're the way that tala is like there's got to be a why for why tala is doing this and we there's don't a know big reveal for her down the road i don't know yeah. what it is but don't know what they're it is definitely either. leading towards something gigantic out of her yeah. um so like i so it's you know like we, we joke um about you know some episodes <laughs> some episodes will mean more uh mm-hmm. and that was the whole Cobb band thing um and and so i think that part four might we might have this is the Cobb Vanth of the this series. might be the this might be the Cobb Vanth of uh, the Obi Wan series where there's little bits in here that may mean more in the next two parts. I can't imagine how they wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Even in other shows, they're going to go back to the tomb. There's just yeah. no way they're not going to cover that again. Uh, I liked it. I liked it better than the first two episodes. Did not like yeah. it as much as the last episode. The last episode okay. really blew my mind uh, yeah. with the amount of Darth Vader that I got and loved. Yeah. So I give it seven out of ten torture children, which is like the best. <laughs> Gosh. What they're torturing uh, children. Can was I, I the only one that nine out of nine out of ten Padawan bike helmets? Um <laughs> no, just children and torture devices, you know, seven out of ten children and torture devices, a good grand American score, you know, just the way it was meant to be, you know, where you take a child and when they don't tell you what you want to hear, you torture them till they do, you know. Like it's just interesting how this podcast gets really dark and serious at points. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah the show's dark and serious true that is true that's a good yeah point. there's not a lot of humor in the show which is great then for yeah our podcast yeah no i mean and and you know i do feel like i do feel like we are now at the edge of a five and six that 
I hope we're going to blow our minds. I hope that I'm going to be like 10 out of 10. I don't think five is going to blow our minds. I think five is going to leave us on the edge of blowing our mind to leave it to six, to just be a full on end of Boba Fett's show. Rancors on roofs. Yeah. No, just going uh, nuts. I hope so. I hope there are rancors on roofs. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be rancors (laughs) flying T-47s all over the sixth episode. For no reason, they're just gonna bump into each other. Mouse droids are gonna go ballistic, just running in all directions. Catch, catch on fire <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, like Beaker. You know, they yeah. just cut to them. They're on fire, screaming like Beaker, just going. <laughs> Andy, we did it, bud. Yeah, we this did. Only twice as long as the actual episode. Totally. So, well, well, I look forward to. I will. I look forward to listening to see what made it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you exactly what parts I'm going to cut um, Andy Have I spoken? I'm just kidding Is it the way? If you're headed to Florence If you're headed to Florence If you're heading to Florence 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 Florence